Hello and welcome to WWE NXT Halloween Havoc Review here on WrestlingHeadlines.net. My name is Matt Mayer, a.k.a. Imp, and once again, it's that time. Well, I say once again, it's that time. Finally, tables, ladders, and scares. <laughs> the spooky show screams and spins back into life. It's Halloween Havoc once again in 2020. Uh, James, better brace for what's to come later. <laughs> when I start referencing Shotzi's lines <laughs> later in the show. Yeah, so this was uh, here on YouTube for Wrestling Headlines and will be available in podcast form later. Most people watch this afterwards, so it's not really that much of an issue. Uh, so, uh, Halloween Havoc! <laughs> I've got a whole paragraph written with no transition to it, if you could sense the stuff. <laughs> Just two different <laughs> notes. Uh, metal, Spooky Spook, Franken-Shotzi, Grinding Sparks, <laughs> Damien Priest with a live, heavy performance, a Halloween Havoc, with Triple H written all over it. <laughs> this is his Halloween Havoc. Even, you even kick it off with Johnny Gargano slicing a p- inflatable c- pumpkin. It's like, ah, this isn't that kind of Halloween. This is a 40-year-old man's Halloween. Yeah! <laughs> uh, so anyway, I'm joined once again by uh, James Boyd of One Nation Radio and Social Suplex. How are you doing, James? I'm good. I'm good. I actually just um, finished watching the show uh, probably like a half hour ago. So um, I, I kind of fresh in the mind. Um, I really like the show. Um, yeah. Is there some goofiness in it? Oh, you betcha. There is a <laughs> there is a worst match of the year contender on this show. But even even outside of that, I thought this was a good show. Yeah, it was a I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it was a really, really uh, I can't speak. It was a really, really good show. I think I'd say. Uh, it had the wackiness in there. It had the uh, the wrestling goofiness that that some people complain when there's any goofiness in wrestling. I'm like, it's wrestling <laughs> that you're watching the wrong thing if you don't like goofiness or cheesiness or things like that. And uh, but it also had fantastic wrestling, especially the bookended stuff. Uh, Ripley versus Gonzalez as well. A big hoss. Yes. <laughs> their version of uh, Ishii Shingo is two massive forces just throw codelines at each other. Uh, And there was a bit of fun in between as well, and whatever, we'll get to Grimes Loomis, which I'm I'm sure you loved. (laughs) We'll get to that later. But as I've named this episode Tables, Ladders, and I've put it in capital letters, so I have to do it every time. And Scares! (laughs) We have to do that match last. Uh, uh, Hopefully James never watches this back and sees the hand movement I'm doing with And Scares. (laughs) I'm going over the top with it. But... Uh, Shotzi Blackheart was there in her third outfit of the night. I think she was Devil Shotzi at this point in all red. Uh, she spanned the wheel. It would not surprise me if she already owned all of the outfits we saw her in tonight. <laughs> She's that kind of cat. <laughs> yeah. uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but the NXT Women's Championship, she spanned the wheel to make the deal and she got tables, ladders and scares <laughs> for that one. I was like, because I look uh, the debates beforehand uh, where it was like, what does the S stand for? It's, oh, it's WWE. Probably just be stairs. And then I was like, oh, I'd love it if it was Shotzi. Tables, ladders, and Shotzi is a triple threat. <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> but for it to be scares, it's like, well, what does scares mean? Uh, we'll find out in a second <laughs> what scares meant. Um, but yeah, first of all, uh, overall, what did you make of 
the uh, match, I guess, in a broader way. What? How did? Yeah. What did you make of the main event? I loved it. I thought they beat the crap out of each other. I thought the violence um, escalated between them. Um, I thought that. Um, for, I don't know which match is better between this match or the Sasha and Bailey match from last weekend. Um, I, me personally, I prefer this match because I don't have the weird narrative of, as we talked about on Twitter, about like this one chair has to be the chair (laughs) that that we, you know, like there's none of that goofiness in the way. So like, and and quite honestly, I think you know. some of the stuff they they did, or and some of the callbacks to their history together with the um, with the the suplex onto the onto the uh, open chair, I thought I thought that was a nice touch. I did like the selling inside of that match, so I really I really enjoyed the match. I, I love that match. Um, I also you know the person in the ghost face mask from Scream that 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 was mm. absolutely Indy Hartwell, correct? Oh, hundred oh, percent. 100% Indy Harwell, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just want to make sure we're on the same page. <laughs> For me, it was 100% when Shotzi Blackheart hit a move. I was like, ah, that's why in the men's one there was no move hit on the person. Because it's a female in WWE, you don't have man on female. and uh, But you have it the other way around. So uh, when it was suddenly when Io Shirai hit the move, I was like, well, it can't be anyone else unless Johnny Gargano has his own Indy Hartwell, <laughs> found his own friend. And that's, oh, what if, sudden, I was trying to think, who would be the friend if it's Johnny Gargano? Then I suddenly thought, well, Austin right. Theory quit last week. It could be him. But it was way too tall. Uh, like, I was like, yeah, and know. also a couple, and a couple weeks ago, they fought each other because, remember, you know, going into the last takeover, Johnny asked him to, you know, soften him up right before the, the title match so for takeover. And then... Uh, Priest beat both of them, so they end up having a match uh, between you know Gargano and Theory like the week after or two weeks after because they were mad at each other because neither one accomplished the job. They won't get anything out of you know their little agreement. So like you know after Johnny kicks his teeth in, I don't I don't think he's going to just come back. Like I don't like obviously all he does is loses now as some for- type of punishment for the fact that he may be a child diddler. But like I don't think that like he's that much of a mark for pain mm-hmm. or maybe he is i don't know maybe it's part of the punishment they make him that much of a sucker i don't know <laughs> well look at matt riddle he's no longer called matt so <laughs> yeah he doesn't set the riddle he is the riddle <laughs> That's what he is I, now. I, see I'm, I'm i have no idea what you're even talking about <laughs> it, 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 oh. but it sounds horrible <laughs> oh yeah he's not called matt riddle anymore he's just riddle just riddle. Are you serious? Like yeah, it was Cesaro? announced. Yeah, it broke. The news broke uh, like within the hour or so of us, of us going live. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah. I mean, to to do with like news breaking within the hour. Uh, like my world's had a bit of a bigger one with uh, like where I live at one minute past midnight. Uh, so about thirty five minutes ago, we went into tier three, aka we're pretty much in lockdown again. So uh, uh, it was quite low down my importance. So I was able to have quite. It, it helped me laugh. That it was useful. I got a laugh out of it at a time. I, I kind of needed it, <laughs> so it was. Uh, it's a weird one, and of course, obviously, Jim Carrey is all over the Twitter feed now because of the Riddler. Like people just like you're one oh, step away. You're so close yeah. to just jumping into that pool. But to be fair, they they can't get over the fact he doesn't wear shoes. <laughs> he said that 
just don't why are you focusing on it just don't mention it don't you're making it weird it wasn't <laughs> he got over on the indies and no one gave a crap but suddenly in wwe he's like shoes where are your shoes and they've not not shut up about it the entire yeah. time yeah it's a weird one no one gave a crap about rusev's feet when he was you know when he first mm. started out and they were pushing him to you know be the top monster for whoever whichever big baby face whether it be Cena or, or, or roman that was going to topple him at wrestlemania 31 uh, so like it's weird how Vince cares about feet now all of a sudden. I, <laughs> I don't get one. it. Uh, yeah. I realize we've gone off on a tangent, but that, that did, it was like, oh, another person loses their first name. And it's someone called Matt. It's not even a weird first name or a foreign first name we've seen before or foreign surname that we saw with Otis. <laughs> it's like, no, but he's all American and it's still getting cut in half. <laughs> what a weird one. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, so Eo uh, Shirai came out with a special poppy entrance for Eo. There's something about that pairing that just fits. And like the next week, whenever they've done this, the next week when Io Shirai comes out with her normal music, it's like, oh, Poppy's just works. <laughs> it's just, uh, it, it, yeah, the way that she goes down to the ring is just perfect for a, a Poppy. Uh, I was going to say, I'll say song is a bit too heavy for me. <laughs> but the yeah. the Poppy noise fits with the EO kind of action. And it's, it feels a... Yeah, the yeah. aesthetic, yeah. Yeah, it all gels perfectly together. Is, yeah, is it? Is, was this the second time or the third time? It's definitely second or third. Not, to uh, not help you out at all I, with that, but yeah. I can't remember if I can't remember if like they had something at a takeover, but I know it was definitely the second time on or like in full cell or the PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just so, works. So yeah. It's, yeah, perfect yeah. pairing. And it makes the match feel special as well. I can't remember why they did it the first time. Maybe it was, take that, AEW, you've not got a live performance. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was for the first episode. I think it was for the first episode of um NXT on USA oh. Network on like yeah. September 18th of 2000, whatever it was, when they got a two-week jump on Dynamite. So like, because the first match was the, the uh, it was a number one contender fatal four way was Bianca, Io, um, Candice, and I think Tegan. No, it was Mia. It wasn't Tegan. It was mm. Mia. So yeah, um, that and the last person to come out was Io, and you know, uh, Candice ended up winning that match actually. So they'll be feuding forever, but in a good way, <laughs> not in the main roster way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. not in the main roster. As a, oh, you're going with uh, you're going with uh, Drew Orton again, are you? Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, it's only been you no know, August is when it started, and we're in November now. But <laughs> you know, I mean, you've not reached Street Profits versus Gaza and Andrade yet. You're not at that point yet. Oh god. <laughs> you're not, you're, or mm. you remember Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler from 2018? Oh yeah, we just <laughs> continue all the way through. So yeah, that's a. Uh, well, it's, again, the only, for me, it, it stood out a bit at the time, but now it really stands out now that there's AEW, where AEW, they're doing long-term booking, but without them interacting every single... Like Hangman versus Kenny Omega, they've built up a match right. without ever being in the same arena together. Uh, it just makes it all feel fresh. Like, since they're split, not once have they been... Oh, I guess it's been on commentary, if that counts. But they've not had a single interaction. I guess it's a better way to yeah. put it. Yeah. Like I think them, uh, they probably did what Cody and Darby what three times or four times. Uh, are we counting? Because we, well, one of them is pre Dynamite. Just singles. So, yeah. Just singles. 
Well, yeah. I, well, even the whole entire history of AEW, right? Mm. Like, cause you're, you're right. That was before Dynamite. My dad was um, Fighter Fest. That's I one think. of the two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So mm. yeah, either fight. Yeah, it wasn't Fight for Fun. It was Fighter Fest. So it was like, um, actually, whatever. It's one of those two. One of those <laughs> Clash of Champion ass shows. And like, if you either had like either three or four matches or whatever, and like that happened over, you know, what has now been over a year. Like, it's fine. Like, as opposed to. Mm. You know the mat. You know Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins having some type of matching each other for like twenty, like eighteen times in like one seat, one quarter of a year is like that's overkill. <laughs> well, as I said, you, you need to stop. <laughs> like Orton McIntyre started in August, and this is going to be pay per view match number five. Like never... wait, 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 they're 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 having another pay per view match? Yeah, they're building to it now. As it well, as I say, it's not. It's one of the things that's not been announced. But at the end of Raw, Randy Orton goes and attacks Drew McIntyre. I was like, oh, so that's you're going with that again? Okay, cool. Uh, and I the, thought there was a Fiend interaction. So it start. So personally, I really like it as a Fiend interaction because Randy again, we're on a massive tangent, but this is what we do. You've, yes, watched, we listen, you've watched our yeah. shows before, people. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Be happy we're not talking about food or something. Well, at least on topic <laughs> a bit. <laughs> Should have heard us before we came live. Had to nip something in the bud. We could have never gone on. <laughs> it's a top about something else. But the uh, yeah, so with um, yeah, the fiend kind of comes out and does his spooky spook, and Alexa's uh, laughing all giggly, uh, being doing her spooky spook. Personally, it worked really well. But the story I like is the fiend came down behind Randy Orton. Like Randy Orton walks up the ramp, and this is like, oh, so he's behind him. He'll turn, and then there'll be an attack type of thing. But Randy Orton never turned. Instead, he didn't turn to the fiend. He went went back to Drew McIntyre, and then those two bored, and that's how the show ended. Story being, he didn't let the fiend in, and I'm like, oh, I like that actually. Where the whole thing's been about like, let me in, and then Bandit was like, actually, no, I'm not gonna let you in. <laughs> I've simplified it quite a tad by that <laughs> that ending sentence, but it for me, it's like, yeah, taking the same thing but going a different direction with it, yeah. It, Plus they can prolong it. Plus it's Survivor Series, the pay-per-view where all feuds suddenly have to go on hold. But uh, yeah, if they if they do Drew McIntyre, they can do it again after Survivor Series. But if so, at least there's a break. Don't run it again. <laughs> I'm still going to be knackered of it. <laughs> but if they do it after Survivor Series, that then means I do the Fiend afterwards. Uh, so yeah, I, I can't remember how many pay-per-views there are. It's way too many. It's a uh, Yes, yeah, it's, it's to pay, it matches to fit the schedule. No matter how, no matter if the feud's actually storyline finished, like if I could tell you what I did, it finished with that ambulance match. But uh, that's not what the pay per views dictate. The schedule means you've got to have Hell in a Cell next, even though your feud's finished. Cool. <laughs> okay then. All right. Yeah. And now we do Survivor Series like two weeks after the brand split, <laughs> after the draft. It's two weeks. It's like, oh, I'm sure they've yeah. got such strong allegiance after they've been there for two weeks. Oh, it's just, oh, he's so, AJ Styles is just so onto the red brand. He's just, it means so much to him of his new home. <laughs> it's like someone signing for a new team and like uh, kissing the badge on the, uh, kissing the emblem on the shirt and everything. So this club means everything to me <laughs> in the like first game or something. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, that 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 is, you know, that's been the 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 issue for the last two years um, with the brand split. So, like, you know, I enjoy, I do enjoy the brand or the you know the bragging rightsification of Survivor Series over the last uh, five will be the last five editions. Um, hmm. um, but 
you know, the last two years with the draft being so close, it does cause a problem. Like 2016 didn't have that issue. Like they, mm-hmm. you know, they had the brand split in, in August. And by the time it rolled around, like that might be the last like kick ass Survivor Series match with the men. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, it's been other matches. Like you got awesome matches. I want. Was it Shield versus? Was it New Day? Shield versus Shield versus New Day in 2017. Yeah. Um. That yeah yeah. And that, that also had the um AJ Styles and, and Brock match. Mm. Yeah. Then we got Daniel Bryan and Brock. Then we. The year see, after, yeah. yep, like mm. literally on five, like five days notice. Then Rey Mysterio and Brock. Actually, they've done yep. pretty good Brock matches at Survivor Series multiple years in a row. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. This year we get Roman versus Randy Orton. So it's, they're doing heel versus heel, <laughs> where it's. Uh, I give them kudos because they've been saying for ages that they there are no goodies or baddies. It's just characters. But then you look at all of their feuds and it's goodie versus baddie. But now we've right. got Hurt Business versus Retribution. It's heel versus heel. It's great stable versus absolutely awful stable. <laughs> so I automatically treat one as the face. <laughs> Obviously, I'm yeah. cheering the Hurt Business because it's a team of yeah. losers. <laughs> they, four, yeah. Zero and four. What a run. Retribution. Well done. <laughs> zero and four. Yeah, Amazing. It's, it's just like, you know, we we just got done watching G1, right? Like Or even NXT. Like They'll have a Gargano versus Roddy Strong match from time to time. Um, in the G1, you're going to see Minoru Suzuki versus Jay White. All you have to it's 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 still you still play the same dynamics, just like the per, the the heel that is less crappy or that the fans it thinks is the cool heel, they'll just cheer them as the babyface and they'll go forward. So they'll boo Jay White, they'll cheer uh, um, Suzuki. It's it's really simple. Yeah. Like I think I think you know people kind of get a look, like they're going to do MJF versus Jericho. They're going people are going to cheer for Jericho. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And there were, even what we're seeing again at AWO, uh, Kenny Omega, where people are saying we don't know what his character is. You're just used to storytelling that slaps you in the face with what it is. As in, Kenny Omega in WWE at this point has come out and said, these are my feelings on this issue. This is what I think about Hangman Page. And that's that's it. You've got it. But in AW, they're doing storytelling you see in TV shows in different ways. As in actually taking their time to expand upon a story you watch the character rather than hear... It's um, Show Don't Tell. They're doing Show Don't Tell. Right. They're doing right. what you're meant to be doing. <laughs> They're just not... Yeah. Uh, used to it. Yeah. And, yeah, and AEW's very good at it, except for, like, Young Bucks versus FTR. But that's that's the <laughs> one time they haven't, like, done a well, good job with it that mm, I yeah. can remember. Yeah, um, I was trying to think... I suddenly remembered last year's uh, men's survivors match was actually quite good once it got to the final half of it because the first... It was NXT, Raw, and SmackDown. The first half was let's eliminate all these awesome NXT talents right off the bat. <laughs> Walter, yeah, Walter, he just got absolutely jobbed out. I swear there was a second one as well. It might have been Matt Riddle. Riddle, Riddle pinned, um, Riddle eliminated Corbin, I think, and then hmm. Corbin hit or was a. Oh, actually, he is, he was celebrating after he upset Riddle, and then Orton like RKO'd him. Oh, that was it, yes. Or something like that, yeah. My least favourite Survivor Series booking idea of... You book someone to look strong for the next person to eliminate them for the... And they look strong from eliminating them because then that next person's going to eliminate them as well. (laughs) It's like, no one's building momentum here. (laughs) He's just immediately eliminating people. They do it in, like, Battle Royals sometimes as well. Like, someone will build up steam and then get eliminated and then he rinse and repeat. It's like, I don't care about any of these people. (laughs) None of them have momentum. (laughs) They've just been around. yeah. 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 Um. But yeah, like I, 
last year's Survivor Series, I really enjoyed. I mean, a lot of it's because I like NXT more than the main roster. So it's like, you know, seeing Keith Lee versus versus Roman at the end, that was cool. The um, the NXT title match with Cole and um, Dunn was awesome. The uh, the women's match with the interaction between Io and Kyrie was like, you know, a little heartfelt for me as a starter mark. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like, I really... I've really, like I said, I, I you go through all of these last, you know, five editions of or four editions and and like what we'll get next or coming up. Like I'm sure they're gonna have another good show. Like they they have yet to have a bad Survivor Series since you know they brought the brand split back. Back in my opinion, mm. I think I'd say it's a really good show, especially if you don't watch weekly TV for WWE. If you choose yeah, yeah. to pay for yeah, 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 just yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're brand supremacist. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been thinking, I'm thinking that George Rich for your last few years. Like, it, it makes no sense. It's like the brand supremacist. Like, what do these people win? Do they get future title shots for having to like, you know, choke down their pride and team with the person they're feuding with to get to, you know, the same destination, which are their respective titles on each uh, show? No, uh, they just they just want to rep the brand and invade each other on go home shows. Each other's like, okay, whatever. Like, I can turn my brain off and just enjoy, you know, yeah. the good wrestling sometimes. I can. Yeah, and that's what Survivor Series is for me. You can just turn your brain off, enjoy the show. The shows are good. They just don't make, you know, WWE universe sense. I'm using their term. Oh, no. <laughs> they just no. Don't, yeah. yeah. It just doesn't make... Why do they care? Because uh, yeah. they're paid to care. <laughs> no, I can't think of any... There isn't any actual reason why they would care at all. Uh, especially as it's been two weeks since they were on the other one, especially with the draft so close. But the shows are great. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I feel like 20 minutes in, should probably talk about Halloween Havoc. NXT? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've mentioned the word NXT. That's that's good for us. <laughs> well done us. Uh, anyway, the title was hoisted high above the ring as we got underway with his tables, ladders, and scares. Oh, I'm feeling like an SNL skit now because I'm repeating the gag so often. <laughs> uh, the... Title hoisted by the ring. Uh, I guess our first scare, well, LeRae pulled out a table. But there was a bag on top of it. Me having, I've just, like tonight, I just finished season two of Dexter. Uh, what, when we watching okay. it. Okay. Yeah. And I'm okay. stopping at season four because I know, because I watched it when it aired. <laughs> and I know, stop after season four of Dexter. An amazing That's where show. That's it fell off. Yep, completely right. fell off. It okay. ends with an amazing cliffhanger. We're like, well, I've got to see the next season. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. Leave it with the amazing uh. cliffhanger. <laughs> you don't have to do it. Uh, but And yes, I know, we're only that's only halfway through the show because there's like eight seasons. But no, stop at four. It's amazing. Stop at four. <laughs> You'll love the show. You'll wonder why people... Like, why are you going down on it? It's like, uh, it's fine. <laughs> Hopefully season nine is a bit better than the like four out of ten rated finale on IMDb. <laughs> that is a bad finale. They're- they're rebooting it, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm rewatching it because I was like, "Oh yeah, I've not watched okay. that show in a while." Yeah, it's not because of oh, Dexter Loomis. Okay. <laughs> that's not why. I'm... <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Talk of me rebooting it, then. Oh, I heard. I remember it being good. I'll probably stop at this point because I know when to stop. But yeah. Anyway, so I saw the bag and I'm like, hmm. I've been rewatching Dexter. Every every bin bag like that that I've seen recently is full of body parts. <laughs> and then she turned it upside down. It actually was body parts. <laughs> it's like, oh. And she reacted and did a little mime of a throw-up type thing uh, on commentary. Like, oh my god, what, what, what is this? What is this? And then then they immediately kind of dropped that bit. And it's like, no, they are fake. And the Shavai 
beats her with a hand. <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> right. Dead. Yes. Like I, I. Okay. So once it happened and she sold and Candace sold it like they were real, I was like, "You got to get the hell out of here." I was, <laughs> and then, and then Eo grabbed one of the fake plastic hands and slapped Candace in the face with one of the fake hands. And I thought it was like one of the funniest comedy spots I've seen this year. So like I, I howled and I was like, okay, fine. But then EO drops it like she's disgusted as if it was actually a real hand she slapped her with. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to pretend I didn't see that. <laughs> but like, whatever. I got the gag of she slapped somebody with another hand, which, which whatever. And I, and I can move on from there. <laughs> and the, uh, the tables themselves had body outlines drawn on them. It's like, were they murder tables? <laughs> Why are there body outlines on them? Again, it, it's one of those where it's just camp wrestling thing. It, it, yes. you're, not, you're not meant to look into why is there a, why would a line be put on there it doesn't matter <laughs> it really doesn't right. matter I can jokingly make comments on it but I'm not generally going what are they murder tables it's a joke I don't right, right, right. I wasn't taking right. it that seriously into that uh, no right. surprise though Shirai and the way put on a fantastic TLC main event just call it TLC their awesome fluidity together works just as well in this chaos uh, and uh, towards the end as well, like EO's moonshot, moonshot, moonsault crashing hard into a big pile of chairs. And a little thing as well to do with their fluidity. Like a great example was when Candlish started clambering up the ladder as EO was still setting it up. Just in terms of like their rapid pace together. That's a case of an example of they didn't wait until that was done. They trust each other so much that EO, just, she's still setting it up and up goes Candice. Uh, another more tadful, tad painful one was what uh, James mentioned earlier, where it's that suplex brutally onto the upright chair. That looked amazing. And it got some innovation as well. And us uh, New Japan watchers can uh, mark out a little bit as we saw a dragon screw with a chair. <laughs> it's just the, the innovation on that. I was like, oh, I loved that. Obviously, as a New Japan fan, I absolutely adored that. <laughs> I thought it was great. And uh, Tiger Faint was dodged and the steel chair to the back led to a, I called it a twirly-whirly netbreaker because I can't actually remember what it's called, <laughs> but twirly-whirly netbreaker through both ringside tables. Am I close with that name? It's like whirly, whirling um, netbreaker. Spinning netbreaker. I, I forgot what she calls it, but that used to be her finish. Mm. Could be twirly-whirly, that freaking um, old character. Yeah, and also she um in the street match she had with Mia earlier in the year, that's how she, that's how she won the match. Oh right, okay. I didn't it, realize that was a callback. Oh, it was cool. off. It was off that table that was set up on top of the on the top rope in a corner, and then they landed on a pile of chairs. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. That match was great. <laughs> I remember that. Yes, it, it was. Mm. It was very fun, except for some of the. <sighs> <laughs> okay, this year in 2020, I feel like any like street fight that NXT has done, or quite honestly, like given Hell on a Cell too, like any like a bunch of WWE like. Non-regular rules matches have had like the fire extinguisher spot. Mm. That's like, a point. They, I yeah. feel like I've seen like five of them, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, mm. You know, they they did it earlier in the Gargano match um, in the opener. They did it at Hell in a Cell. Um, they did it at that street fight. I'm getting. I'm I'm, I'm doing it again while I'm digressing. Never mind. <laughs> but just like this, yeah. uh, just, just I, there are certain things because like okay, y'all y'all have gone to the well too many times with this one particular thing. Mm. And yeah. now it's becoming a trope, most. And in terms of like the pattern, the pattern and flow of this match, uh, the one benefit of the scream attack earlier in the show, or the scream lad attack, scream lad attack, decided it's Indy Hartwell. When when she came out again, you just you've already seen the pattern. I was like, oh, 
that screen person comes out, they attack the good guy, and then the heel climbs up and wins. Okay, cool. But because we've already seen it once in the night, it builds up the tension of, oh, is it is it going to happen again? And it played out to perfection here, where it doesn't play out <laughs> like that. And the Shotzi Blackheart, sorry, Devil Shotzi, fired in to stop the push of uh, where she was pushing up Candice up the ladder with an electric chair drop onto the screaming-clad Indy Hartwell onto the pile of chairs. I'm saying it as facts now, but <laughs> it's just Indy. Uh, LeRae, out of it on top of the ladder, gave enough time for Eo to recover and set up one of her own... Oh, set up one of... Oh, yeah, set, that's right, a ladder of her own. Uh, Candice won out, set Sarai back down, but that gave her the opportunity to just push the Pixies ladder over and she crashed down hard through a huge ladder draped from the apron to the desk. And immediately we get the crappy sound mixing, this is awesome, NXT. <laughs> Where it's just like, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> if, you, if you're going to do it, at least, you know, mix it well. <laughs> it's just so blatantly, press the button. And now that audio file's finished. <laughs> no, mix, oh. uh, I'm, like, hopefully Rich doesn't watch any of these shows. <laughs> I'm assuming the mixing would drive him. No, mad. no, no, no. Rich no. doesn't watch NXT anymore. He, he hates them because mm. because they're competition for his love for his beloved AEW. And I'm just like, dude, <laughs> I just want to wa- I just want to watch good wrestling, and they both do it most of the time. So I, mm. I don't care. Like I just don't. <laughs> yeah, I I just imagine like the the sound some of the sound mixing WWE have done. Like knowing what I know of Rich, oh, surely that's drives yeah. him insane. <laughs> it's it's yeah. just so bad. It bought, it actually. It only bothers me more because, like, I mean, we're both music guy, music engineer guys, mm. so it's like, you know, I'm normally watching these shows with headphones on, and you know, I can hear all this, all the yeah. like, uh, it will be what they used to call audio sweetening. It's, it's mm. still all there, especially like these days with the pandemic and everything. Oh, yeah. um, like, they're better. These shows are normally better done when they're um, when they're taped as opposed to live. And last night was live, so uh, you know, That's it's point, one yeah. of those things. It's nowhere near as bad as my absolute peak sound mixing WWE, like worst thing they've done in terms of sound mixing, was uh, which one? Uh, Michelle it? McCool and Layla. So, this is this is a niche one, but I've remembered it ever since it happened because at the time I was doing music tech at school, and mm. I uh, so I, I got a D. Don't I didn't do that well, <laughs> but <laughs> it's hard, man. Yeah, it's hard to listen but, to my ear to figure this stuff out. But it like, it trained my ears forever. I can't just like if the audio if it's up, then it's gonna really annoy me. So thank it mm-hmm. did something for me. <laughs> it it okay. opened my ears. <laughs> so, but with uh, the Michelle McCall thing, it's where they were setting up her match with Layla, and on the live recording, she blatantly said, "Whoever loses leaves SmackDown." But obviously, between recording and going live, they changed their mind, and they was they changed it to WWE. <laughs> so. It's blatantly just it's her saying it in the arena to a blatant studio recording of WWE. <laughs> it's just so bad. Ah. <laughs> it's like, and if you lose at the pay-per-view on Sunday, the, the loser leaves WWE. <laughs> it's just so bad. It's absolutely awful. It's my absolute peak <laughs> in terms of sound mixing WWE. Uh, it's... I I thought you were going to talk about when Roman Reigns came out for WrestleMania 32 against Triple H. How like all of a sudden oh, like you just hear a wave of boos and all of a sudden it just like goes from a certain level mm. to like zero and it's like y'all y'all not even trying. Oh, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> so it was so obvious he was getting the shit booed out of him. Uh, I saw videos of uh, 
people who are wrestling fans explaining to non-wrestling fans that, yeah, they've got a guy who comes out and the fans boo and they turn it down so it's silence so you can't hear the boos. And trying to explain that to a non-wrestling fan is like, that's ludicrous. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's, a, that's another yeah, my, tangent. My, Yes, <laughs> real, uh, real quick, one last tangent. Uh, yeah. My favorite, my favorite thing to do is to talk about like the career arc of Roman Reigns with like my friends that grew up in Attitude Era, and mm. then I tell them that's the Rock's cousin. And they're just like, why didn't they just do the, you know, why didn't they just turn him to the Rock and turn him heel, and then like a year later try it again? <laughs> and we're just like, Vince, this ain't the same Vince. And then like now they're headed there with like the Tribal Chief, and Tribal Chief mm. is awesome. And like when Tribal Chief turns babyface, <laughs> he's gonna be over like Rover. And it's like. We we told y'all to do this like four <laughs> years ago, man. Like, what yeah. what took y'all so long? <laughs> it's good to see it finally happen. But we're having yeah, to say, but is. the sentence I'm having to saying is good to see it finally happening. That it's been five years and it took a pandemic and him coming back on his terms for it to finally happen. Right. <laughs> so, right. Like, like, imagine like the leverage like Roman Reigns had on Vince. He's like, I'm not coming unless you give me what I want. And he's like, Fine. <laughs> please come save the. Please come keep the ratings from hemorrhaging, please. And <laughs> <laughs> now it's so good to a point where because SmackDown is the one show that I don't watch because there's so much wrestling. I had to drop something, and it's SmackDown. Mm. And uh, yes, and Roman Reigns stuff has got me like it's so good. I feel like tuning in <laughs> just to see it. And that's case in point that something is really working where someone like me, where I've just dropped SmackDown and it's putting me back in. Uh, but yeah, the crappy sound mixing took over the ending, but at least it fit the momentum. It wasn't mixed well, but the momentum took it. It wasn't like Hell in a Cell where they played This Is Awesome after a table spot where I was at my most tired. <laughs> and that's when they played it. <laughs> Not during Sasha Bailey, no. A random table spot in Drew Randy when I'm knackered <laughs> and with a really slow-paced match. <laughs> that's when they do it. <laughs> and, yeah. was, was, that, was that after Drew did the, uh, the Shawn Michaels original table spot? In the corner of the cell was I, I remember the location. Oh, corner of the cell. Okay, yeah, never that mind. One. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it was that one. It, yeah, it wasn't the big one. No, it was the just a random. Okay. When I said a random table spot, I wasn't kidding. <laughs> a random table <laughs> spot. <laughs> it was the one. So random, it. I don't even remember it. <laughs> it was that random. Uh, but yeah, they also had t- a chance of NXT as well. Um, again, if, just a, a minor point. He could have picked one of the audio clips from Full Sail, but they went with the full arena for <laughs> the NXT chant. I'm just like, the thing that kind of distorted it as well, I was watching a screen of people and the guy I looked at was just nothing. He was just watching the... Sh- he was probably enjoying it, but he wasn't making any movement at all. <laughs> He's just staring at the screen. And that visual with him, with the audio of This Is Awesome, was like of a full arena <laughs> saying this, uh, chanting NXT. It's like, just pick a full sale clip. <laughs> You're in a tiny room. <laughs> Why do you have to do that? Oh, it's, it, might, it makes me wonder like, if I went back and watched the Naughties Smackdowns, it's like, oh, would the sound mixing just do me in? Or would it be fine? That, uh, the product normally takes over. You don't care. For yeah, a while. I mean they've you know they've been doing that stuff since like Hogan was getting backlash in the, in the mm. early nineties. So it's like they, so like let's not you know we we like to joke now because you know we're far more cynical and there's more of us around to talk about mm. these things. But like it, this has been happening for far longer than Roman Reigns or John Cena. So 
<laughs> yeah, it's a fair, yeah, it's a fair point. And in the pandemic, I'm pretty forgiving. I can take the piss. I can have a laugh about it. I can call it a bit a bit bad. <laughs> but I'm I'm in reality, I'm perfectly forgiving, and I'm not. It's not a moan where there's actual like, oh my god, this is crap kind of thing. I'm not. I'm not angry or anything. It's I'm right, right, I'm right. Per- I perfectly understand. Given everything that's happened, I'm not gonna <laughs> go on about this. Yeah, I'm gonna go on about them about their fourth outbreak. I think third or fourth outbreak. Is it, a, is it only four? At least. It's, I lose count. I've lost count now. And there's a reason that they're on the list of sites from Florida for potential areas, like hotbeds. And they've had another outbreak. And uh, people made the, compa- the just the correlation. I won't say causation, but I will say correlation of Road Dog calling it t- quits on Twitter. And a few hours later, the news comes out of another outbreak. It's like, hmm, hmm. Correlations are made. Doesn't mean causation, but the correlations were there. Uh, anyway, uh, with that bla- with the, with those audio clips blasting out, because they're just it's so blatantly audio clips. That's why I, that's why I feel like I have to bring them up. It's just at least mix them so they don't feel like you're pressing a button and then it ends. Right. It's it's become so common to hear these because of live sports as well, where there's a random need where some people really can't watch a live sport without a crowd. Don't get that. I'm perfectly fine to watch an empty. I love hearing them communicate the teams like i'm really up because you don't normally yeah. unless you're there live so being able to actually yeah. hear them i'm really up for that but no you've got to have your fake crowd like it's a like it's a playstation game <laughs> no <laughs> no no uh, anyway he climbs up the ladder and pulls down the strap in spite of the screen class human eo shirai retains the nxt women's championship in an amazing main event and we've taken so many tangents in this match I reckon. Oh, yes, we have. Yeah, let's just go to the other... We haven't done it justice at all. <laughs> really, really good match. We've gone, so, gone on loads of tangents because there's like so many just little quirks with this show that just suddenly spout out discussion and random things. But it was a really good show, and it had a fantastic main event. So we'll get to... I'll go through the card in order now. There aren't that many segments, so we can blast through it relatively quickly. But knowing us, <laughs> we'll blast with the NXT stuff quickly. We'll try our best. Yeah, we'll try our best. Fingers crossed. So we opened the show with the North American Championship, and uh, Shotzi was there to spin the wheel to make the deal. Uh, Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano, and the answer is yes. In my notes, I wrote Punishment Martinez every time, and I had to go in and correct it. <laughs> I had to do the Control F replace because <laughs> I realised I did it for every single time. Uh, it's, it's one of the things where. I call myself, it's like, oh, I'm such a nerd for these indie names. Like, my memory's crap. <laughs> it's just a complete NXT names go mad. But Gargano coming out and slashing an inflatable pumpkin in his Jack from Nightmare Before Christmas outfit. I marked out for that. I was like, ah, I get, I get the reference you're making, Johnny. <laughs> I'm all in for that. Uh, and of course, Punishment Martinez uh, came out with his heavy... I'm not even pretending to remember his name. <laughs> came out to a heavy metal performance. Uh, bobbing his... I say bobbing his head. It's the... I've forgotten what it's called. But the head... Head banging, that's it. <laughs> it was head banging in the ring to a random bloke on a guitar. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, again, Triple H written all... He must have loved that. <laughs> Backstage. <laughs> Absolutely adored it. So, yeah. But Frankenshotzi... Span the wheel. She had multiple outfits. It started off as Frankenshotzi. She span the wheel to make the deal, and it was a Devil's Playground match. I've not done it how she said it. Devil's Playground match. <laughs> Is that okay, Shotzi? All right. She loved this. Surely, my absolute amazing night for her. Uh, but what is a Devil's Playground? It's no DQ. 
but spooky. <laughs> so well, yeah. false count anywhere. Okay, yes, yeah, false count, false count. Yes, that's a fair point. I'm underplaying it a bit. A false count anywhere. No disqualification. No count outs. And it, uh, but it was spooky, aka because the setting had spooky stuff scattered all over the place. There, there were quite a few pops. Uh, like uh, Gargano and Priest, more than happy to. Uh, the phrase it, I've done half, realised I've written this on purpose. Whip out their weapons to bash batons and other <laughs> euphemisms. <laughs> I completely forgot okay. I wrote that. <laughs> Johnny pulled out a kendo stick yeah. <laughs> and was in, because he thought he mm. had the jump on Priest, and then Priest pulls out the nice stick they used to use mm. to back when he was an official heel to beat up baby faces. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh... That's, my description is far better than yours. <laughs> I must have been feeling a bit humorous this morning. <laughs> yeah, not not one AM imp. <laughs> anyway, uh, but after that they had a big steel steps fight, which uh, uh, took place during the break as well. Uh, Johnny with an awesome sliced bread onto the steel steps just escalated really well. Uh, before himself later getting powered onto the announce desk, that was also awesome. He like because yeah. because Martinez got the strength and Johnny Gargano is uh, amazing at selling, obviously. It just, I, oh, it may, may, both of them make each other look amazing. It's such a great pairing. And uh, a big old brawl all around the ringside, showing off all the spooky decoration. Uh, Gargano, in one of my favourite spots of the night, <laughs> Gargano found oh, an upright God. coffin. Don't tell me. <laughs> God damn it. I knew, I knew you would like that so much. Pure oh, comedy. <laughs> right up uh. my street. So he finds an upright coffin, and assumedly he's conjuring evil deeds. But when he opened it, he got spooked by a skeleton. And I'm like, uh, at first I'm like, oh, of course. But because it's wrestling in 2020, of course he super kicks the skeleton and then closes the coffin. Uh, it, so yeah, the re- yeah, again, the reason I loved it is after writing that sentence, oh yes, it's 2020, of course he super kicks it. <laughs> what else was he going to do? Also, that plays on... The Gargano promo from last week, where he spins the the makeshift wheel, and then it's a casket match, and then he tells Candice, "I don't want to be in a casket match with this vampire over here." And then, like, sure enough, there's a casket. He thinks he's being messed with. Opens it, gets spooked. Super kick. I'm just like <laughs> long, long, like week to week goofy storytelling like good for the good for them for or good for the effort but i you know for me i just like oh god i, I can i just see y'all beat each other up please a <laughs> uh, little minor thing uh the, the reason there was no nxt review last week is because i didn't watch it so like, oh, wow. anyway, so for me that was a off the cuff random thing with no build and it worked quite well <laughs> but learning that they set that up <laughs> like, okay it's a little bit different <laughs> uh, but eventually broadening themselves onto Shotzi's spooky stage uh, flattening a garbage can by just walloping it over each other's back. Uh, I liked uh, uh, way about pointing that out as well. Uh, Priest fought back and had Johnny all set up for the end, caught in the reckoning, and the end looking certain when random person in a scream outfit attacks from behind. Gargano pops off the wheel with a spinning DDT. That was awesome. Before the screen person gave him a tombstone to crush into Damien's face, sending the champ crashing inside out through a crypt. Not since I thought I'd be typing. <laughs> Wrestling in <laughs> 2020. <laughs> uh, Gargano followed up with the pin and we had ourselves a new North American champion. And Vic Reeves is one of the calls of the night. Isn't it ironic that the man who hates wheels used one for an assist? 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like, it's not your fault, Vic. They, they made you say that. <laughs> it's so... Uh, you thought that was the line, did you? To sell it, to sell it all. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was a great fun match, especially to kick off the show. Like, an excellent way to just inject energy immediately. And the bump from Martinez looked amazing as he was just turned inside out, crashing through the crypt. Uh, just destruction everywhere. It was... It was a really fun match. Yes, from 15 or 20 feet, as com- as the commentators lied to us about. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's 15 to 20 feet. <laughs> just, I was like, dude, come on. Just say 10 feet. A 10 feet fall on concrete is a hard fall. Like, hmm. you don't have to. Whatever. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Pro wrestling. Like um, um, When I was at a climbing center when I was a, as a teenager, they uh, wanted, we did a thing. It was like, oh, do you want to uh, let us drop you 10 feet? Like a normal fence did it, so as a teenager, I'm peer pressured into being dropped ten feet, <laughs> and they just oh man, you're all in the harness and everything, and you've been doing you're a bit more comfortable because it was like towards the end of the session, and you've been doing rock climbing for a little bit, and then yeah, they just get you and then drop you, and you this is fifteen foot or so, so there's mass, it's way more, or maybe twenty or something, so there's way more to go when they actually stop you, then they just slowly lower you, but uh, yeah, ten feet is like enough to look. It's it's enough. You don't have to, you know, WrestleMania capacity it. <laughs> it's enough. It's fine. You don't have to inflate. Uh, speaking of the commentators, uh, Vic Reeves. What in the name of Waldo <laughs> was he just up as? Um, but it did pay off because Barrett popped everybody. <laughs> just immediately the sim- with the uh, the class in the Simpsons turning around like say the line. Say the line. <laughs> I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> it's just, ah, oh, yes, everybody. <laughs> uh, uh, of course, I wasn't on Twitter at the time, given when the show airs, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Twitter was just marking out. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, yes, he said the line. <laughs> yes. Uh, the fact when he was like, I'm dressed up as uh, bad news Barrett. <laughs> it's like, yes, I love that. I will say, Way Barrett's been, for me, fantastic on commentary. He, in terms yeah. of... yeah. It's the way it's the way that he picks out something in the match and then would just say why they're doing it. But it's the way he does it, and I guess the second best person on the roster with that is Samoa Joe. But of course, Samoa Joe's got the raw kind of commentary hammering, just beating that out of him. So he, whenever he sneaks that in, it's, a, it's like thanks for that, Joe. And now back to the crab. But in NXT, Barrett gets to shine, and he's like he's a perfect fit. It's one of those where I wouldn't really want him called up to the main roster because you know he'd just have to do that thing. But in NXT. He's great, uh, especially with the kind of super indie feel sometimes. It's faded away a little bit since they got to TV, but it's still a super indie, essentially. Uh, Barrett fits perfectly yeah. for that. Uh, yeah. Speaking of moving away from super indie a bit, Cameron Grimes is freaking out over his awaiting horror. Uh, yes. So I will say I wasn't a fan of the Cameron Grimes, uh, Dexter Lumis stuff, even though I love goofy stuff. Well, say I love comedy and goofy things in my wrestling. But slapstick, especially WWE slapstick, I've I've never found slapstick funny, and WWE's mm. pretty much that. It's like I'll call it. It's an old humor, and uh, or uh, or childish, whatever. Like I don't find it that funny. Like I can watch. Oh, I forgot. No, I was gonna make a really niche cinema reference. <laughs> Realised. Nope, this is not the audience. <laughs> Do that with. But yeah, they. It's not my kind of humor. I don't really find it funny. But. That's what this kind of was for me in a way. I like Cameron Grimes' overselling, but I don't know if that's because I'm a I was, I was a guy like Trevor Lee and I just watch I love him just <laughs> having a having a, a whole malarque. <laughs> but I don't know if I 
legitimately enjoyed it or I don't think I did. I did like William Regal when he's freaking out over stuff. I liked William Regal coming in like just like an orderly, just like, why aren't you in the car park? Like any minute there'll be a lovely van waiting for you. And <laughs> just kind of shows him out. <laughs> it's like, like the person and the orderly. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I mean that 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 I I did like that part because he has annoyed Regal for months on end with mm. his just exhausting Cameron Grimes to the top <laughs> of the moon. So like with all the shenanigans and the cheating or whatever else, like you know that like Regal does detest has contempt for that man. Mm. So it's like nah, go go get in the winnerless van and take your ass on and then let Loomis like have have his way with you. <laughs> um, so like I, I so like I, I I enjoyed it because it's like yeah, Regal is being a dick, but it's like but Grimes <laughs> deserves it entirely. <laughs> and like um, I'll, I'll just bash through all the uh, Cam Cameron Grimes Dexter Loomis stuff. Uh, after the next segment, we then went back to Cameron Grimes, and he's in the parking lot. I at least enjoyed Cameron Grimes, just like, but that's the most, that's even more dangerous. <laughs> Why do I want to go to the parking lot? It's such a dangerous. I actually like how that's canon, how the parking lot legitimately. So we can, we can thank Kenta for that. Yes. <laughs> like, for really playing up how dangerous the car park is. Uh, but and Legato like del Fantasma. Yeah. Because mm, mm, the mystery attacks that happen in that parking lot. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Gargano attacking Aleister Black. Like, it's, mm. a, it's a thing. Like, there's yeah. lots of history of people getting beat down backstage or, or beat down in the in the Full Cell parking lot or mm. outside <laughs> of a Full Cell event. Yeah, but, or uh, NXT. Yeah, so in this next segment, Cameron Grimes gets in the van. Get in the van, Cameron. But Michael P.S. Hayes boogies on out. And the sound mixing is so amazing that I couldn't hear a word either of them was saying. <laughs> and uh, I heard uh, that PSA's music was playing underneath. But I was like, yeah, I can't get a word of this. I did catch Grimes going at the end that I hate rednecks <laughs> before getting into the van. Uh, but I didn't get any of the context for him saying that. <laughs> so that's the segment. Did you catch anything? I didn't catch anything. <laughs> I, I think I, I think I saw P.S. Hayes and I, or P.S. Hayes slash uh, uh, Dark Hendrix, and I was just like, "Why is he here?" <laughs> like, do you remember in your house when um, Gargano comes out of the house that is, you know, mm. allegedly like attached to the uh, the full cell entrance, and like he goes to adjust the uh, the thermostat into 70, and then there's a for some weird reason, I don't know why, there's a picture of Doc Hendricks, P.S. Hayes, there, and so he turns up the temperature in honor of him to 69. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, like I obviously, like that is an insider y pop, pop everybody that's in that's backstage, Royal Dog and Sean and Hunter, or whatever else, but it's like. Uh, okay, so moving to this is like, okay, I, I don't know why he's even here. I don't get it, but whatever. Like, it's just, it's just, a, it's just a sight gag. It, it's, it's just like when P.S. Hayes, or not P.S. Hayes, but uh, Brotherly, Brother Love was in the um, Climb the Corporate Ladder Money in the Bank earlier this year, mm. where all of a sudden, like, Ray is running by the bathroom, stops for some reason to see who's coming out the bathroom, and is, and is Pritchard. It's like, <laughs> okay, whatever, whatever. <laughs> It's really weird to make like one of the greatest baby faces in the history of the sport like a freak. <laughs> this is like Wayne or, or morbid freak. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. I'm, I'm going too deep in the weeds, but it's like whatever. <laughs> PSAs, whatever. 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 Well, uh, for the match itself, I say match, uh, 
Spooky Shotzi screamed at us that the next uh, awaiting horror was coming up in the Haunted House of Terror. And uh, Grimes immediately spooked on edge as he's walking in and we see that Dexter Loomis is watching perched up upon a tree. Uh, Cameron finds a referee in the house and he's like, he goes to the referee, he's like, oh, a guy, 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 and spooky scare. <laughs> so that's the best way I can ex- explain it because, you know, it's one of those, that, I don't know, it was, it was meant to be goofy. It's the best way I can put it. And it, yeah, it was goofy. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Dexter obviously strikes in that point. Uh, Grimes escapes into a bathroom and sees the shower of a woman showering. Hmm. And immediately I'm like, have you not seen The Shining, Cameron? <laughs> Surely this is just a super reference to it. And uh, I will say, I got a giggle off the line of him saying, I'm feeling a little grimy myself. It's like, oh, cause oh his name. Oh, his name. Oh, it's the <sighs> name. It's his name. Oh, <laughs> he said that as he took off his little jacket. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I hope that was because his name is Grimes and he's making, and it's a really ucky pun. <laughs> At least it's that. Uh, but yeah, and it's a contortion lass <laughs> in the shower who talks over backwards and scares him a bit. Uh, Grimes escaped out there into the grasp of a window awaiting Dexter. Uh, James, it all comes flooding back. <laughs> so I'm... I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just okay. So let, let's not just like skim over what happened <laughs> in that in in the shower scene. He he locks Loomis inside of one of the inside a door or with the ref. Mm. Then uh, Loomis kicks the door in, out. So then he goes to high be in, in the shower, and then he realizes that. Someone that he thinks for some reason is Loomis's, uh, after seeing a silhouette of her, thinks is Loomis's sister. He says, "Oh, you're 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 Loomis's sister, aren't you?" Uh, and then he then he's like, he wants to hop in the shower with her without consent. And I'm just like, what the fuck? So 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 then he and then he said, in my mind, I'm like, oh, oh my god, what are they doing? And then all of a sudden he says the line, "Let's get grimy." So for me, like your context of it being like, obviously this is a stupid, stupid variety show where nothing like that of the sort was actually mm. going to happen. And you know, like a, a shoe was never going to drop on him for him mm. his, his his assholery. Like for me or jackassery, for me it was just like. Oh my God, that's so gross! That's so gross. Put him behind bars. So, so we can continue from there. I, I just, I just can't deal with with, the, with this goofiness. I just can't. Uh, more fight. It doesn't get better. More fighting, escaping, uh, spooky, spook contorting ladies in the room, climbing all over the furniture and what have you. Uh, Cameron, uh, Cameron Grimes escapes to the outside. I feel like I'm. A, they're doing like more close-in spooky stuff as well. It scared him to the outside. He chucked one of the contortionists over a wall, but the approaching crowd spooked him the f out, and he pelted it into the van. But Dexter's waiting at the wheel. Ah, ah and ah, Johnny hates wheels. As <laughs> we had explained to us earlier in the night, and <laughs> Grimes runs away into the darkness uh, to be continued and in brackets I immediately wrote do we have to <laughs> do we have to do it again oh my god uh, I thought the same thing yeah I was just like I would have been fine if that was one and done but uh, at least it wasn't another cinematic because later on we saw Grimes just jogging back down the road all the way back to the Capital Wrestling Centre 
Uh, he must have been going at a rapid pace. Uh, like, and then he cut to them back in the arena. It was falling over the ringside graveyard. Uh, again, that's a sentence I'm typing in 2020. With the contortion ladies in chase. Loomis emerged behind him in the ring, laid the beat down, smoke everywhere as Wade Barrett's like, where's this smoke coming from? <laughs> as Dexter's <laughs> zombies creep in and the commentary hits an amazing high. Uh, Beth Phoenix going, uh, Crimes hasn't got a brain, so he should be okay. And <laughs> That was a good line. That was a good line. And uh, again, just in, uh, another commentator thing of uh, Vic going, and a zombie just landed on Cameron Grimes. Wade Barrett, zombie's illegal in this matchup. <laughs> it's just... Oh, okay then. <laughs> Loomis choked out Grimes till he was out cold and awkwardly stares as his music plays and the zombies crawl on in. So that was an ending. <laughs> I was The entire time I'm I'm using it to catch up on my notes and then it, it just didn't end and other things were happening and they were cre- creeping all over Cameron Grimes, the creepy zombie people. Then Loomis starts to walk up the ramp. Also, I was like, wait, are these Loomis's creepy zombie people? I'm not meant to read too much into this. I know this probably won't be a thing after tonight. It's a Halloween Havoc thing. Don't read too much into it, Imp. <laughs> it's like, he's controlling the zombie people. <laughs> this is so strange. But uh, then he gets onto the ramp and the lights go dark. And then on the screen flashes something which I didn't note down. <laughs> Across his face it says the end in that red. That was Like it. blood red. Yeah. But yeah. And that that was it. And I was like, okay then. <laughs> right, again, I've already stated earlier, I'm fa- I'm a fan of comedy, I'm a fan of Goofy. Uh, but it's a certain level of Goofy. For me, this was slapstick goof. And uh, yeah, wasn't my thing at all. Uh, but I got, I did laugh during it. <laughs> but I don't know if it was the places they wanted me to laugh. <laughs> I was, right. Yeah. It's unintentionally funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, uh, most of my last would come from Wade Barrett, the way that he would just say a line. <laughs> it's yes. just like, he was because, great. Because, it, it, cause like, obviously those lines, like, it's the tone you hear it and it's dripping mm. with, like, yes, I am watching the same crap that you guys are watching right now. <laughs> like, that's exactly, like, he was in on the joke with us. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man, like, we... At certain point, like you'll probably end up being on the WWE um, year in review for One Nation Radio and for 2020, and like this has to be one of the worst. This has to be like one of the worst matches mm. of the year, and like with Dexter, with the Dexter Lumis character for One Nation Radio, we have a um, an award called the Put Him in a Coffin Award. It is for basically like the worst, like some of the worst acts in pro wrestling. And put them, I mean, people that need to either go away cha- or ch- start over by changing the gimmick to get out of whatever crap they're in the middle of doing. Dexter Loomis is going to be nominated. Uh, absolutely. Um, it, it's, it's, none of it, he never has good matches. He doesn't mm. cut promos. He just stares. That's, that's <laughs> what he does. He stares. Like, Mm. I don't. I don't know how that's supposed to put butts in seats. I don't know how that's supposed to get people to tune in. I don't know who that's supposed to inspire. That's young, or make people hate it. I don't know. I. I, I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> so I think I was saying the last time, uh, two weeks ago, on the NXT review. I think I was saying that Dexter Lewis for me. I can't tell if he's an Elias type character, which will work on the main roster, but it just doesn't fit in NXT at all. Or if he's just, uh, just somebody I don't find that entertaining, therefore 
that's kind of zone out of it. Plus, I've seen, I guess, I don't know, something slightly different. I've seen him do this character in TNA. So this Sam isn't the Shaw, first time. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, his debut where he was there in his John Cena jorts and shoes doing all flips and things, and then suddenly he's playing creepy bastard. <laughs> it's like, I've seen his evolution, <laughs> it's fair to say. But, uh, yeah, the creepy bastard stuff in TNA was... And I'm doing everything I can now to get this video demonetized. <laughs> it's only words over and over again. But, yeah, saying that, it was such a weird gimmick and I felt like it kind of just got dropped a bit by TNA. Uh, I don't mean in the negative I don't mean oh they dropped the ball I mean went hmm it's a bit odd let's not do it <laughs> in the end uh, but see it it's, I would say this version is better than that they've there's a bit oh, God. bit less of a pedo vibe which you know yeah that's good the moustache yeah was it the moustache yeah, that nah. and they, they did a scene with Ken Anderson where he was like in like the, his daughter's room looking at the toys or something it was like, like, what are you getting? It was the noughties, so he still saw that sort of thing now and then on wrestling characters and stuff. It wasn't as bad as it was in the early 2000s, but you still get weird stuff. It's like, hmm. <laughs> was, it like, was it like Dustin Rhodes with the seven thing in WCW? <laughs> it's not. I will say, I had no idea that, because when I was, like, instead of revising, I would watch WCW, old that's, because that was the year I never saw. So and I heard like okay. massive things about it. So I watched Attitude Era and uh, WCW Nitro uh, in instead of revising, and the and I didn't know. I was like, oh, that's I knew it was Dustin Rhodes. I was like, oh, it's uh, Dustin Rhodes, and it's like, oh, this is quite an interesting gimmick. <laughs> I didn't know anything about it, and I was like, I wonder where they're going with this, and uh, what the, as in the first promo was essentially the gimmick. It's guy creeping up children's windows. And I was like, oh, I thought this would be the first building block to create a creepy, interesting character. But no, this is the character. <laughs> and then as soon as he comes out, they, they drop it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, ah, that was probably a wise move. Uh, the entrance. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, at least the entrance oh, is super God. memorable. <laughs> You're not forgetting that entrance. <laughs> Just oh, gliding down. Oh, that, oh. that as in that is speaking of Halloween Havoc, <laughs> that is an entrance fit for the goofiness and nonsense of this kind of show. Oh, it was super memorable. <laughs> I, I, I could only imagine what it would have been like watching at the time. <laughs> it's just like, what the hell? <laughs> it's just, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Me watching decades or so later, <laughs> not got the same impact. <laughs> it's like, oh, that was odd. Okay, then. Uh, knowing goes back to WWE relatively not that long after, so I know he doesn't have a run. <laughs> but yeah, uh, interesting time. That was another tangent, <laughs> but an interesting time. <laughs> uh, anyway, I might as well bash out the remaining uh, the backstage segment so we can end on Ripley Gonzalez. End on a good note. So okay, we had Drake Maverick uh, as Hulk Hogan, and he's doing the poses and things. And I got a giggle out of him talking to interviewer, and she said her name, so I should have noted it down. So because it's like I swear this is the first time in NXT they've actually said her name, but I can't remember what she said. It, it was it was a Marvel character double M's. I can't remember what it was. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I was I'm almost said I almost gave you Miles Morales. <laughs> <laughs> it was double M's like Miles. Like, no, that ain't it. <laughs> I just meant it was like alliterative, and it was like double M's, right. but I can't remember. Oh, what, what name actually is? Uh, but, was it Natasha or something like that? Uh, that doesn't feel right. Uh, I swear it was two M's. I don't know, I don't know why. Uh, anyway, um, so uh, Miles Morales is <laughs> there interviewing Date Maverick, <laughs> and he's 
and he uh, he's in his Hulk Hogan thing doing his things. Like, oh, come on, just you know, play along. <laughs> so I I got a laugh out of that. Then a guy comes in dressed as Andre the Giant, and then someone's dressed as the Yeti, and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm assuming Twitter loved this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do the hug spot, the amazing hug spot. It's just a peak content to this day <laughs> for reviewers and everybody. <laughs> it's oh, it's amazing. Again, it's the calling him the Yeti. Why, why is he pronouncing it like that? <laughs> What's wrong with it? It's the Yeti! The Yeti! <laughs> and then his big finishing move. The big finishing move when he comes out, and I, I'd heard it described as just hugs him. It's like, I mean, it's a bit humpy, <laughs> a bit grindy. It's a bit, hmm, <laughs> it's a little bit off. Uh, but yeah, they did that spot on Drake Maverick, and then out comes Dexter Loomis as the shopmaster, but he refuses to do the trip and fall. He refuses to fall over. It's like, I'm not doing that crap. And it's now written into canon that it's the mask, because Maverick put on the mask and immediately fell on his ass. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's the power of the mask, and if you can't handle it, if it's too much, then you're just going to fall over. Killian Dane is too strong, he's too big of a guy, he can take the mask. <laughs> but no. Uh, yes, I've been, have I missed out a match? I think I have. I've missed out two whole matches and <laughs> segments. I'll do the final... Yeah, the Jake yeah. Jake Atlas and Delgado, or sorry, no, I'm in um, Phantasma and um, or I'm sorry, Santos and um, you also left out the promo with um, I see it. Yeah. with McAfee and um, Lorcan and Birch and uh, Pete Dunn. Yeah, actually, I'll finish going through the outside segments and I can bash through the final three matches okay. that I'm not done. So, the, okay. we got Tommaso Ciampa like, uh, talking about in a, a super serious promo just before the main event that he doesn't recognise NXT anymore. People aren't taking responsibility for themselves and he links that into Velveteen Dream where he says he has started all over him but he can't get his, out of his own damn way. And He's saying that as Tommaso Ciampa heel but you watch that and he's just like, hmm, I can't not link real life to that. <laughs> I don't know if there's something more right. to that. Yeah. Or like, are, they yeah, just, like... are they using real life to play on the, with the story or are they like hitting it or something there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, they're absolutely not because like what is he saying like he can't get out of his own way well the thing that's in his way is is child diddling or trying to diddle child like no <laughs> that's not mm. no they're definitely not going that way they're, they're like mm. you know until he threw in the part about how young um velveteen dream is that promo at the beginning is like something you'd imagine vince has had some speech about with you know, if you go back to the Austin um, podcast about, you know, the millennials and the brass ring and all mm. that kind of stuff. I think you even, even mentioned uh, a brass ring. But it's like nothing is given, everything is earned, and these these kids are talking about opportunities and this, that, and the third. is like, Chompa, you're like 38. Get, get um, um, I'm sorry, monetization. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> but I've already broken here, it. Dude. It's dead. <laughs> it's yeah, my bad. Yeah, so, but, but it's like, yeah. a, 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 like, Whatever, man. And then, like, to turn that towards the the heel is like, okay, whatever. Just, I, I know they're headed towards Velveteen versus Ciampa again. Um, so whatever. Like, I'm not, I'm not interested in anything Velveteen Dream has to, has to has to do with with the show. I just don't. Yeah, I think this is the first week I've not I've That's... written his name instead of uh, and as in U G H. But I, uh, yeah, it was a Ciampa promo, so I thought I'd bring it up. And it is a yes, it's. It's that thing of... It's I, good promo, though. Good delivery and all that. Oh, yeah, good promo, yeah. With, with me and Velveteen Dream, I don't feel comfortable watching him, and as an entertainment show, I feel like that's the kind of most simple review I can give. 
it's like, yeah, I don't feel comfortable right. watching him and you're continuing to put him on the show. So I'm going to continue to feel uncomfortable watching your show. That's not a good feeling. You don't want to give the viewer that every single week. So yeah. Uh, anyway, yes, uh, the segments that we missed, uh, or I missed, I put you in there. <laughs> so, yeah, don't, yeah, don't put James in there <laughs> with that. <laughs> uh, Pat McAfee and friends. Out. I don't know what his group's called, so I just call them Pat McAfee and friends. Out with the new NXT title champions, Birch and Lorcan. Uh, we get our next piece in this new stable. Uh, Pat is so great of a, of a promo. He is amazing. And he's he's a very good promo. He's per- in terms of like guys who could just go onto the main roster today, just fluidly going from plugging something, promoting something, into calling someone a dickhead, just so fluidly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like oh, like main roster now. <laughs> he just getting promoting Survivor Series. <laughs> he can just do it uh, as the dickhead heel. It just works so well. And uh, but I love the idea of him hiring the big lad, then hiring the geezers who took out the big lad. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm all down for that. I like that idea. And Kylo Riley emerged to stand up for the era because he was running them down. Uh, before he gets in the ring, Pete Dunne returns to America. And I was like, well, that's a one-way trip right now, so that's some commitment. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, we are not taking flights from America, so he's not coming back. So that's quite a, oh, he's made some commitment there. And he comes out with two chairs. So I'm immediately like, well, is that a two scenarios here one it's a scenario we see over and over again he's turning heel or they just beat them up and it's just a standard thing so at least i at least it wasn't 100 percent. but i'm like hmm two chairs and he's coming out second hmm right then immediately flashing back to matt matt, matt hardy with the jet heel turn on jeff hardy at the royal rumble <laughs> it may have got me as a teenager <laughs> but the fact after seeing it more than once <laughs> it's like oh yes okay course. Uh, but yeah so yeah. when Kyle stepped forward in the ring to kind of go at the group uh, yep. Pete Dunn just smacked him in the back with the chair uh, Dunn turns and joins Big Bad Pat and it's uh, Pat's English chaps destroying Kyle O'Reilly afterwards as well so Pat and his English friends just created a whole group and of course Ridge Holland as well he was also an English dude Yep. <laughs> so there's a little bit of a theme here uh, Pat McAfee yep. talking for all the English people because we've got weird accents, therefore we can't really yes. <laughs> do it right for them. As they, yeah, but yeah, what did you make of Pete Dunne's heel turn? Sorry? Uh, what did you make of Pete Dunne's heel turn? Yeah. Um, okay, so he comes out with the chairs and I was in the same thing as he was like, somebody's turning heel here where there's going to be... Um, whether it's going to be done, probably, or it's going to be Kyle O'Reilly, because there's still plausibility that like so somebody in un- or until until the beatdown happened that like um, everybody aside from Adam Cole could be somebody that eventually turns on Adam Cole. Obviously, not going to be Kyle O'Reilly now because he's laid him out. Unless they're going to do the aces and eights nonsense, right? Mm. So. Um, that still leaves potential for Roddy or Fish to turn because no one saw them actually get injured. They were just out backstage. So, um, uh, so anyway, you get um, Pete Dunne. It makes perfect sense that he hates Undisputed considering Roddy turned on him at a takeover years ago, back I think 2018. So, yeah, the, yeah, I think that was uh, New Orleans actually. So it's like he's never he's always had beef with them. He pinned. You know, he 
him and uh, Ricochet double pinned Adam Cole at uh, later that year at um, War Games. Like they never had a resolution. It made no sense for Pete Dunne to make a save for Kyle O'Reilly O'Reilly because he's always hated his guts. So like it made sense. It's like yeah, screw you guys. <laughs> I think I came out here to help you. Screw you guys. So mm. I, I'm okay with it. Like I I really like Pete Dunne as a as a you know. Especially his uh, his run as the NXT um, North or North American um, UK champion, I thought he was like this noble fighter that like had these wars with everybody and like gave everybody his best shots. And you had to like you know you had to you had to tuck you had to bring the, more than just a kitchen sink to put him away like Walter did. But you know it, it's kind of funny that you know he's that the broserweight thing you know got dismantled because of the pandemic and Riddle going with the main roster. And like the Me Too movement happened, and like Pete Dunn's now a heel on TV, and Riddle's still a babyface. Like that is, <laughs> let alone Riddle even being on TV, but it's just like that's that's rich. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Like Dunn's back. Like they need him, um, and he's a he's a heavy hitter. Yeah, and it gives a he legit, legitimizes the group as well, just because he's that caliber yeah. of uh, a competitor. Yeah, as you can. Tell my voice is going. <laughs> so, what you map this up relatively quickly? Uh, Jake Atlas versus Santos Escobar, Legado de Fantasma, all with their faces half skull painted. It was an awesome visual. Uh, Atlas's uh, LGBTDT still amazing. Don't know what he's. They're not calling it that. I think they're just calling it the cartwheel DDT. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not supposed. To, yeah, nobody on NXT is supposed to know he's actually gay. <laughs> that's a. Uh, it's a yeah. weird thing with him. It's really, it's really weird that, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's still an absolutely amazing move. Uh, hitting uh, awesome stride against the champion as well. Uh, the numbers game decided it all, though. Uh, somewhat fighting them off. Uh, Alice was doing a decent job. Uh, how, but he couldn't look over both of his shoulders. And Mendoza headbutts him with the mask on back into the ring and one, two, three, four Escobar to pick up the win. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. No, no, no. You have, you, have to sell, you have to let people know that the mask is loaded. You can't just say he just he put a mask <laughs> on the head, but like the mask is loaded. So he heads busts him with a, with a, with an illegal um, thing. Like he made me sound so lame. Um, <laughs> he summons luchador like, power. He... <laughs> Another thing that was also weird was, um, you know, he's been tagging or, you know, fighting against Legado del Fantasma with Swerve and Adonis, and then, like, neither one of them were there to make a save or anything. They just, mm. He was out on his own, and he mm. just got screwed over. It's like, damn. All right. <laughs> yeah, poor Atlas. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Santos Escobar, again, he's a great champion, but of what division? And the people kind of just appearing in it are... Like to kind of thrown in a little bit, and Swerve have had some time with him, but again, it's like, but there's no division, so this doesn't really go. Any- I can say I like, I love the group with Santa Spot. It's NXT, so I'm fine. With I really it. do like the group, yeah, yeah, because it's NXT. I'm not gonna complain too much if a group that is great and is working and is improving doesn't necessarily have the best storylines or something coming out of it if the group is working because it's NXT at the end of the day. But, uh, yeah, it's. Yeah, there's no division for him to rule over. So, but, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I get, I mean, I thought, I think I don't watch Two Five Live, so I don't know what he's doing. That's, that's so I can't point. speak I to that. Mm. I just don't. I don't watch NXT or not NXT, but um, Two Five Live, <laughs> so I can tell you show. what he's doing on Two Five. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. 
Uh, oh, just realised as well, uh, Ember Moon, I've moved, I've moved on, I've decided. <laughs> Ember Moon put on uh, a promo for her match with Dakota Kai, which I think was taking place next week. And uh, yeah, decent promo for Ember Moon. Enjoyed her yeah. return and I like the... She's come back with fire, but it's not the same fire. There's something else to it, and I like that. It's a little bit, a little bit different. Uh, then we can finally talk about Big Hoss. NXT's hosses laying fists and stomping mud holes. <laughs> Rub your hands. Uh, Ray Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez. Stiff clotheslines and knocking no one. Escalating up to power bombs all over. <laughs> it's like this is this is our jam. <laughs> this is what we've been uh, marking out over in the G1 climax for ages. Is the t- you build them up and eventually the two big hosses just collide into each other. <laughs> it's like mmm. <laughs> it's just the Vince McMahon. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's... I think I said it before that uh, with me branching out of WWE and people who only watch WWE is quite often the criticisation of, oh, I don't want to watch some flippy guys just doing some random crap. And then me go, I'm watching Walter Keith Lee chop the crap out of each right. other. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> it's like, this is an am- And, of course, we're raving like, over Ishii versus Shingo. Like, whoa, <laughs> two big lads just, yeah. Phrase I use of big lads doing big lad wrestling. It's like, oh yes, <laughs> and it's the type of thing that because of the era we're in, it stands out a bit more. Like when everybody wrestles like this, it doesn't quite have the same impact. But today, with the kind of style that's a bit more popular, when two big hosses meet and you build it up like NXT have, it feels like a big deal, and you really get hyped for seeing them just throw a clothesline at each other and no sell it. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> They're like, yes, that's my jam, yes. And Raquel Gonzalez and Ray Ripley had an amazing match in that style. Uh, two big lasses going on at it. And uh, you're smiling quite a lot, James. So uh, I'm assuming oh you like God, this I love match. this match. <laughs> oh, I love this match. Like, I was, I was like, the second that the direction seemed that um, Rhea was headed towards Raquel, I was like, this is going to be good because, one, like, you know, just for those that don't, you know, know this, like, they're they're really close as friends in the PC and you know away from um, off screen. So it's like you you know what the magic sauce is for a lot of these matches matchups historically. Like you tend to wrestle better with your friends because there's a level of trust there, and with the level of trust equals a lot of times you hit each other harder because you're not mm-hmm. worried about a receipt because you know it's, it's coming from someone that loves you, right? So mm-hmm. like. They went in there and they beat the crap out of each other, and um, it was it was very fun. Like with the clotheslines, um, some of the gut punches that Rhea was, uh, was throwing. Um, like there was a, there was a spot where um, there were rainmakers, and like Raquel was no selling Rhea's rainmakers, and there was a test of strength in you know trying to whip somebody to the corner, and Raquel just like no selling it, and seeing Rhea react to it, it was like. Oh crap! She's as strong or stronger than me. I've never really dealt with that before. And then you seeing how she goes from there to try to deal with that. Um, with you know, um, they both end up injuring their bag at parts or you know, selling their bags at part during the match. Like I, I, it had a lot of just cool nifties or like simple stuff in it that all fit together very, very well. Like I, I, I love this match. Um, this match could have fit right in with watching a, a Stardom Grand Prix match from back in August or September. So, um, they did, I thought they did a really good job for, for especially for someone that, that with the experience level of Raquel. Like, mm-hmm. 
that's that kind of helps is like simple basic meat and potatoes like keyword potatoes when you know you're kind of new to this like she's big and strong like use your physicality too like this is the match that i wanted out of um statlander and nala rose back at whatever pay-per-view that was back oh, in yes. i think that was a uh, revolution mm. i think it was revolution and instead i got you know a bunch of flippy stuff that didn't exactly work and one of them almost died so mm. um I, I really enjoyed this match and it's i just really did like it, it, i can see the smile on my face like <laughs> they beat the crap out of you. it was great it was great <laughs> Uh, yeah, get up, uh, Big E's uh, talk again. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, two big hosses. Not... Yeah. Yeah, like people talk about their 25-minute matches, not me. <laughs> I want big people slapping meat. <laughs> and like, we got power bombs into the plexiglass as well. Uh, Ripley yep. kicking out of Gonzalez's power before kneeing the girl in the face. <laughs> it was stiff as hell shots. Uh, yeah, big lasses doing big lass wrestling. The strength and ability to dig deep for both women really put over, and that's something we uh, we uh, praise Japanese wrestling for, especially in the tournaments we've just seen. Uh, both, yep. yeah, both Stardom and New Japan. It's a theme you see where, in a match like this, both of the competitors really get put over as having to. They can both dig deep. It's not it's not the hero just digging deep. It's, it's both of them. They both do it, and that, that's why this match just reminded me. That's why I keep referencing Japan. This is like this match right. was a great example of what we rave about. Uh, in the end, Ripley's athleticism was the deciding factor. I like that too. The spinning Gonzalez's attempt of a one-arm powerbomb into a head scissors before uh, crashing her back down slightly later with the riptide for the win. And it's like, again, Big Lass versus Big Lass, and, but Ray Ripley uses her athleticism that she has got and that was uh, something that Gonzalez didn't have in her in her wallet toolbox repertoire yeah in her, she didn't have that in her back belt <laughs> so that's <laughs> that done. and she yeah and she gets taken out by the riptide amazing match and if it's one of those where if the audio had come in for this is awesome it would have felt right because <laughs> it actually built to it <laughs> uh, but yeah absolutely amazing match and of course it's great to end one of these reviews on a major positive as well to be fair there's only like one negative we have to take from this, really, and it was the Cameron Grimes stuff. But if you like yeah. slapstick, goofy things, you'll love that. Some people, I'm assu- I've not checked Twitter, but I'm assuming some people absolutely did love it. It was goofy nonsense right up their street. For me, I like my goofy stuff, but when it turns to nonsense and it's a bit slapsticky, uh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not that much. Even though I love doing Cameron Grimes' voice, <laughs> it's one of the few delights <laughs> I can have impressions-wise. <laughs> So yeah. Anyway, uh, also we can be all smiles and things because, of course, yeah, yeah. As I've said, I'm going back into lockdown. As in, it's it's now. Now I'm back in, which kind of uh, obviously it's not a great feeling at the moment. And of course, James has got all the stress of America this coming week. So fingers crossed. Uh... I guess for everything. I guess I won't. I won't. Uh, I won't limit it to anything in particular. Just. You know, just good luck <laughs> in life, I guess. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> Looking in from the outside, I can assess. Hmm. <laughs> no matter which one wins, is a bit of a hmm. One's one might be long term, hmm, and the other short term, hmm. <laughs> it's it's not. Uh, yeah, it's not a great situation. I mean, in my country, the guy who ran against the 
uh, current leader Boris, that the guy who ran against him has just been kicked out of his party for anti-Semitism. So, you know, it's not that great over here. <laughs> We're not... <laughs> I did not know that. <clears throat> well, he um, there was massive reports that he uh, there was an issue with anti-Semitism in the party, and people were coming out, and leaks were happening, and they said, "Well, we put things in place to make sure that doesn't thing." And now the report from the because the one thing about our country is there are lots of checks and balances or yes groups in power. As in, and you stick lot- to them. Yeah, and you stick to them. Yeah. <laughs> so, as in. Uh, it's one benefit of the Queen as well, where there is that division of power, I think is the phrase, which I look at America, it's like, oh, you're looking at, if one bad elector, elect person gets elected, then you're in massive trouble, because the checks and balances aren't there, <laughs> or, or at least aren't utilised or whatever. But yeah, you're extremely held to account in this country as well, and oh, I mean, even if, it's, it's, still, it's still like America where things get brushed off, and you're like, <laughs> that still happens. But, yeah, so there was a massive report about anti-Semitism in the party, and wow. now the reports come out and said the efforts you made weren't particularly great, didn't really do anything, it wasn't enough. Uh, but you go on Twitter, you'd think you'd be crazy to vote for anyone other than Labour. But, no, that's the reason, it's one of the reasons I didn't vote for them. And I didn't vote Conservative either. There's <laughs> a bit of a, if you didn't vote for one, that means, oh, you vote for the other, you dirty prick. It's like, no. I've voted for four different parties in four different elections. I am I am a swing state. <laughs> I am not somebody that yeah yeah. yeah. Anyway, how, but, yeah. okay. So how big are? I'll probably this is actually a question that's better served for off air. So I'll ask you <laughs> off air. Okay. Of the episode, like, <laughs> like, yeah. but I see like how how big how big are like the the third part or the you know alternate alternative mm. parties in um in you know the political structure of the UK? It's like <laughs> let, let's not even let's let that's. I thought it was a wrestling podcast, so I'll, yeah. I'll ask you later. Yeah, I think it's better if I sign off <laughs> before having a massive yeah. chat about how that works. Anyway, thank you for listening to this with our multiple tangents and whatever. Uh, also, I've, do I have to put a comment saying, show starts at 20 minutes? Because <laughs> I don't want to hear the stuff we're on about. Uh, I will be back on... I've got no, There's no other shows. I'll be back on Tuesday for the Raw review. I am live on Twitch tomorrow from 6pm GMT. I think I'm playing Fall Guys. Uh, might be joined from Ash of the Wrestling Shorts YouTube channel. Might be joined by somebody else. I don't know at, the po- at this point in time. But I'm definitely playing for guys on Twitch at the implications with two S's. Because with one S was taken. <laughs> but anyway, I'll be live tomorrow night with that. I'll be back with a raw review on Tuesday. I'll be back, I think, full gear is next Saturday. So I'll be so next week's crazy in terms of the amount of stuff. Forgot the yeah, date, right? It's 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 thin. It's yes. thin. Yeah, this is where you have to just triple check the date. Uh, yeah, so really looking forward to that. That's an absolutely solid card, so that'll be fun. Uh, but yes, I'll be back three times next week to get your massive fill of me. It's uh, after being on three times this week because we're heading to sell. <laughs> so it, it, doesn't, it doesn't stop. <laughs> the wheel keeps spinning. Spin the wheel. <laughs> I made, um, No, I won't continue that analogy. Anyway, <laughs> I'm meant to be signing off and I'm just going, oh, I can make that reference. No, <laughs> just sign off, Matt. So, you can follow me on Twitter at the damn implicate. You can follow James at James Boyd 80. Oh, two? Seven. 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 That's it. I've got it on my screen, but it's behind a window and it's really small. <laughs> so, I'm squinting my eyes to read it. Uh, anyway, I think I've remembered it off by heart once, so that might happen again, maybe. <laughs> anyway. Getting close. I'm getting close. I'm getting close. Uh, but, uh, uh, James, do you want to plug all of your stuff that you've got to plug? Uh yeah, you can um find 
Uh, I'm, I'm part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. We have a bunch of different podcasts similar to a lot of stuff you see Imp do. Uh, so if you're, you know, a wrestling junkie, you go ahead and check that out. Um, you can f- find us on Twitter at Social Suplex. I am on one of the shows called One Nation Radio. You can f- check us out at One Nation Radio on Twitter. Um, yeah, that's what all I got. And I, as always, I've already plugged when I'm going to be back as well. Uh, no, no columns to plug this week. I'm taking a bit of time to recover. As uh, you were saying when I was guesting on a, a Twitch channel last week, I was just like, I'm in G1 recovery mode. Like I've gone, I've gone into sleep mode. <laughs> I was just absolutely exhausted. It's just like I'm just constantly like getting ulcers in my mouth and just worn down, <laughs> just completely. Just like yeah, yes, like seriously, I was. Just mentally gone. <laughs> so I just tuned out. No NXT. <laughs> it's just like, my God, this G1 complete gone to sleep. And uh, But it's all worth it because the G1 is an absolutely amazing time with some incredible wrestling. And uh, I think I've still got the last column pinned on my Twitter page as well. If you want to go and read the column from myself and Sir Sam, which I love doing those columns. That's great. Anyway, some of you remembered Best of the Super Juniors is just around the corner. I've not figured out how yeah. I'm covering that. Bloody hell, November. <laughs> isn't, <laughs> big time. isn't it also tied in with, with uh, Tag League too? Yes, it is as well. Yes, it is, yeah. Yeah, so... I'm not watching Tag League. <laughs> you, you enjoy that, but I'll watch Best Super Juniors. I reckon a really smart idea is to enthusiastically go to, for me to go to Jeremy. He's like, oh, do you want to cover the shows together? <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like, oh, well, like, do you want to like split the show in half and like maybe like you do the tag and I do Best <laughs> I feel like that's a bit mean <laughs> to do it like that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think he'll like. I don't think he'll take me up on that. <laughs> it's like, hey, do you want to just cover the tag side? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I, I I hope that he like you know like is watching this unbeknownst to us, and he's like, all right, I'll, I'll wait for him to ask me, and I'm gonna tell him no. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll see. I'll find out when I do hit him up about covering it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, see if he actually heard this. I was like, I'm not accepting that offer. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, so I'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, with that, I say thank you for listening. Thank you to like and subscribing. If it's on YouTube, click the bell and whatever your stuff you do there as well. Uh, you know, on iTunes, whatever the five star rating, the reviews, whatever, all the all of that helps us immensely uh, get this show out there and whatever too. Uh, on Red Circle, there's also on the if you're listening on the podcast version, there you can donate directly to LOP Radio as well. I need to change the name because we're no longer LOP. We can now tell people what the site's called without them going, "Is that a sex thing?" No, <laughs> it's wrestling <the> headlines. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll be back on Mon- on Tuesday next week, and you hear James on. Uh, is it Sunday? One Nation Radio drops. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, I remembered. Sunday, or unless there's unless there's a WWE pay-per-view on a Sunday or a takeover and then we'll release on a Monday. Right. Uh, so check out One Energy Radio on Sunday. Uh, and with that, I say thank you for listening. I bid you adieu. Adios. And James bids you. Goodbye. <laughs> I love, in the editing, there's always a massive gap. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, do I edit it out or do I leave the awkward pause? Because I think it's quite funny. <laughs> so, anyway, adios. Ten.